everyone, welcome back again, season two, or I should say year two of the Iconist podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry 3D, along with my cousin, the one and only Rod C. What? Rod C. Yes, people. What's going on, people? We are oh, back man. for another. We're back for another episode, Barry. What we? What, how how you doing, man? You good? You're good? I'm good. I'm good. And before we kick it off, we gotta show some love. So we're gonna show some love real quick. One, you gotta support the books. So that means you gotta go to the comic book stores. Two that are behind us mm-hmm. and we support uh, is um, Out in Kitchener, Wow Comics, right? Mm-hmm. Warehouse of Wonder. That's what it's called. Two floors, half a million books in there, along with statues and everything else you can get. Best prices around. I don't know where he got the room for that man. He just he got he got he no room for the man. He's squeezing, he's squeezing books, man. You can get a paper cut running down the aisle. That's all I'm gonna say. That's how my books are beyond so Watch your knees. Watch right. your hands. Right. Love right. It. If you're not sure what to do, look back at one of our little short videos that we put up there where you see me running through the warehouse in under a minute. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Next place to go is if you're on the South Shore out in Montreal. You go to Check Swings, you look for Trevor, and tell him mm-hmm. that you heard about it on the Iconist podcast. He's a supporter of the show, a fan of the show. Can't miss it. We still got our flyers up in there. So that's two places you got to go no matter where you're at. And then the last shout-out we're going to do here mm-hmm. is the one, the man, the myth, the legend, the one we talk about all the time that makes us look so pretty and with these new templates he's got going on. Who are we talking about, Rod? Jay Bird Digital. 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 Digital, digital. Jay Bird Digital Arts. <laughs> Big shout out to Jay. Always showing much love. And Jay no. has a deal going on. So if you need any work done by Jay, you reach out to him. Tell him mm-hmm. you heard about it, the Iconist podcast, and he mm-hmm. will give you a discount. What? Ooh. What? Thank this you, Jay. Good. Thank you, Jay. Discounts are good. Right? Uh, Jay's awesome, and you know, and 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 we we support and we have so much love for the other podcasts. Even you can go to other episodes, you see all the ones we support, and they support us. Mm. And if you want to find us, well, now with our new templates, thanks to Jay, just look below, just look below, and you'll see the links. You, so the main link for me is Barry3D.com for our listeners who are out there, and you'll find everything, including the show, with links all on my website. And for Rod, wh- where's the link they can find you, Cuz? Listen, you can find me on the World Wide Web, as I always say. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at DJ Rod C. And actually, um, I just actually just joined up a new one. It's, it's, I just started up. It's uh, Vero. So if you're ever interested, Vero, people are saying Vero is coming up to be uh, coming up neck and neck per se with Instagram. So, hey, I'm jumping on. So you can find me on Vero. At Mr. Rossi. Yeah, we'll have a conversation. I just came across that. I just dropped it in. We'll talk about that. Don't you worry. We over there. I got to look We're going to want to expand. We gonna yes, we, yes, we are. My, my man cutting edge. Look at him, man. All right. He, he out there. All right. Then I got to make a note of that. Cool. On that note, as you saw in the title, we are talking today about sword fantasy. That's a whole genre but not just the genre. We're talking about one character that really stood out in the genre, and we mm-hmm. are talking about um, Travis Morgan, aka the Warlord. Warlord. What is it, Lord? Lord, Lord, Lord. I went a little West Indian there. Warlord, yeah. Warlord, Warlord, <laughs> Lord, boy, la, la, la. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Travis Morgan, Warlord from DC Comics. So we're mm. gonna be a little bit more diverse this year. We realized the first year we were kind of heavy on the Marvel stuff, and we want to get more into DC. And, and and it's not because we're trying to show one love over one company to the other. It's just that's how we started off, and it just came across naturally. That yeah, being you said. Know, we- 
yeah, we 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 cutting down from six letters to two letters. We're gonna alternate now. We're gonna we're gonna go from six letters to two, six to two, six to two. Follow us. You'll see right on. Just because you know Warner Brothers seems to be having their kerfuffle, what's going on when they're trying to do their live stuff, doesn't mean that the books weren't good. So here we go. Who go. is Warlord? Not you know, not Ward Wardlow because that's that's AEW. That's a different conversation. Warlord. We went down, we read the books. Warlord, once again, has been around for a long, long, long time. Come back in various things. He showed up in different media. He, he, you can see the character in one of the episodes of Justice League Unlimited, where, mm-hmm. you know, some of the members end up in uh, his homeland. And, yep. and, and he's there. And I think that was really cool. And he's showing up in other medium, too. So let's just say Warlord Travis Morgan, before he was a Warlord, was just a normal man. Right? Yeah. The original story was he's a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. Right? I just had to pause right there. It's, you know, you know what? Go, I'll say the second part. Go on, go on. Right, lieutenant right. colonel. Lieutenant colonel. Yes, in the Air in, Force. Yes. Yes, in the United States Air Force. Mm-hmm. And he had a mission where he was flying a SR-71 Blackbird on a covert mission over Russia to take pictures because they were making weapons of mass destruction and he needed to bring back proof. Of course, he got caught. They saw him on the radar. They shot off some missiles. They shot him down. He was trying to hold on. He was flying back. Didn't realize he was making. He was trying to fly over Canada to get back to the States. I'm telling you how tall it was, right? And then mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. saw, he's like, I'm not having enough fuel. If I ditch the plane now, I'm going to end up in a freezing cold water, and I don't want to pull a Captain America, so Dude. I'm going to keep on flying over the North Pole. And, you know, oh, look, there's a crevice right here. I'm going to try to duck down low and at least eject and be over land and have a chance. And, of course, he went through a portal. Now, I, I, I'm saying a portal, and I'll explain it later on in the episode. So he went through a hole, and he ended up on the inside of the Earth, in a different land. Right. You know what I mean? New man, strange land. Here we go. And that's how that's how he, he started off his whole uh adventure. His adventures. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, you know, pretty good shape. Okay, cool. Decent guy. Uh mm-hmm. he gets there and when he lands, he he he, he sees uh, you know, this woman, you know, that needs help. Right? So this is how we're getting a little bit more in the storyline. So let's just back up for half a second and just give you the uh, 911 on the character. So Warlord was created by Mike Grell. Okay, so he's a, uh, Mike Grell. Mike Grell is the creator of Warlord. He's the one that put it together. He had another comic book that he was trying to get going at one point with Atlas Comics. And he started off at that run. And because of the influence with Atlas Comics, and of course it got acquired by DC Comics, he wanted to bring a character in there. So Atlas Comics gave Mike Grell a deal saying, hey, we'll pay you $100 per page, which was really good money back in the 70s for an artist. $100 per page? You know, and usually think about it. He was drawing it. He created the character. He was drawing it. So uh, comic books are what? 28 pages, 32 pages, whatever case to be. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. And they're giving him 100 bucks a page, plus creator control over the character. Mm. Meaning if they made any kind of movie, any kind of show, he getting ducats. Yep. And yeah. yeah. And, and Mike is a, you know, he's, 
he he wanted so he created this world. I can't remember. I got to find the name of the world he created uh, uh, at first. But Warlord, if you read the comic book, you realize he had influences. So his influences were um, Hal Foster's Prince Valiant. You know, he was influenced by uh, Bern Horgoth's uh, Tarzan. So you picture those things together. Edgar Rice Burroughs. You know, these uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. So these were the influences behind Mike Grell creating this character and mm-hmm. on top of it just like the character travis morgan was you know they were both in the united states air force so mike grell was in the united states air force so he had a little bit of realism that he could add to the character Some that, context yeah put yeah in. make it more tangible yeah yeah so so at least now this is where i was going to cut earlier so it was yeah. very interesting he's a lieutenant colonel in the armed forces in the air force um now we know this is DC. Um, who's another famous uh, Lieutenant Colonel Air Force pilot uh, that you can think of? Um, who's very attracted to uh, a, a woman who is very wonderful in our world? Um, I'll let you guys figure who that out. My only my only concern, as you can hear, how this guy was flying, but he but he didn't know how to fly a plane. That's two Lieutenant Colonels who got shot. Down. I'm just saying, what would you leave it at that? Context. Context. DC, what are you trying to tell? You don't got people who can fly planes? What are you trying to Not say? Not when you're Lieutenant Colonel, man. Steve Trevor? Okay, sorry. You're that's right, that's right? what I'm saying. I think I think, I think think having that having that rank and being a firefighter, we're going to call you Lieutenant Colonel. Do I got to fly? Nope. Good. I'll take the title. You got to fly? Exactly. No, I don't want the title. I don't want the title. Just give me a, give me, a, give me uh-huh. captain. Give me something. Give me you're private. Saying, so you're trying to say that a Lieutenant Colonel in the DC world in the United States Air Force Right in DC Comics is the equivalent of a red shirt in Star Trek. I, I'm just wondering <laughs> if there's parallels in this particular conversation, ladies and wow. gentlemen. You will be the judge of that. Wow! Thank you. Thank wow! You. Good call. Good yes, call. Sir. All right. So Travis and, and there's a lot of interesting <laughs> things about Travis. This is what we talked about. So Travis, so Warlord, Travis. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets in there. He finds his woman being, uh, uh, you know, fighting off a dinosaur. He just runs into action. He tries to save her. She, you know, he ends up, she ends up saving him in the long run. She's trying to talk to him. (laughs) He don't understand a word she's saying. It's like, wah, 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 wah. It's, Mm -hmm. right? But he learns. He picks up the language. Which, Mm -hmm. okay. And then it gets back to the character. So when you look at the character, you realize, first of all, the creator, Mike Grell, created Warlord, Travis Morgan. right? Right? Got it. Made him tangible because of the uh, the Air Force connection. Okay, got it. He also said that um, that Travis also had uh, skills as a fencer, right? He was into fencing, you know. He's also did the Army uh, or the United, the Air Force training to be for survival training. If you get shot down, what to do, how to, you know, survive and carry on, save yourself. Okay, so he's got that in the background. So obviously he's physically fit, he's smart. Right. And he also, the reason they chose him for that Russian mission is because he does, he's fluently... He fluently speaks Russian, right? So if he would have got mm-hmm. shot down behind enemy lines, he can understand and make his way out. So he was a prime choice, which means what they said is he's a good linguist. Like he picks up languages easy. Right. So that's why I'm bringing it up. So when he was, you know, start talking to, um, the, you know, uh, the woman, I think it was Tara, that rescued Tara, him. Yep, Tara, yep. Yeah, yeah. Who rescued him. Thank you. He didn't understand her at first. And then she taught him the language and he caught on pretty quickly. 
she mm-hmm. taught him how to fence and, and use a sword. Now he already used the sword, you know, so now he's learning a little bit more. So he's advancing his skill. He came to, he's using his survival skills that he's picked up in the Air Force because he's living off the land. I mean, when you're looking at it there, he's just in a jungle. You know, you're, you're yep. seeing there's prehistoric animals. Saber two tigers type of scenario, lions, you know. Yep. You know, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Rex, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Picture, take a person, throw them in Jurassic World, uh, you know, and that's it. And that's all you got. And the only thing he really salvaged from his plane when he was ejecting was a survival kit that had some stuff along with his 44 Magnum. Uh, that was his gun of choice. His 44, couple of bullets. Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. He had to get by. And the first couple of issues, even though he's the title character, every time he gets in a situation, he gets bonked to the back of the head and knocked out. <laughs> Officer down, literally. Yeah, exactly. Again. We won't he get always gets that. captured, even to the point where, you know, uh, by issue three or four or something like that, he goes, I got knocked out again. This has to stop happening. <laughs> Right. And he gets a lot of physically he's fit, but he's got mm-hmm. like he's, you would call him a silver fox. That's what I would say. He's what you call a silver fox. He's got the, the gray hair, but he's not old, but he's got the mm-hmm. gray hair. At a point, he's clean shaven because that's how you are in the army. Now he's in this wild jungle world and he's just letting his Let hair, run so his hair gets longer, mm-hmm. he gets a beard. And a lot of people said, hey, he looks a lot like Green Arrow. With the, the mustache and and that beard and how it's styled, it they look a lot alike, you know. And who, who knows the templates back then might have cost out of that hundred he had to pit he was getting he might have to cost money for templates. You know them. Well, we got an Oliver Queen template and just just use it right there. I'll stop right now before I get myself in more trouble. No, you ain't no trouble because at one point. Keep in mind, even though Mike Grill was the artist and the creator, mm-hmm. Mike Grill worked in other books. And at one point, they turned around and said, hey, Mike, we want you to work on a book. And they go, okay, which book you want me to work on? And they go, Green Arrow. And he goes, what? He goes, yeah, people don't know you can only draw one face. <laughs> I mean, there's a mashup where Green Arrow and Warlord actually meet. Warlord shows up at Green Arrow's apartment. Green Arrow opens the door, and he's like, you! And he's like, what's wrong? Hey! You look a lot like me. He goes, that's what everyone's been telling me. And you know what? And then Warlord turns around and punches Green Arrow. And he goes, people are keep trying to kill me because they think I'm you. Whatever you're doing, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop your foolishness. That, that, you risking my life. The, that panel was hilarious where it broke down the two. But Warlord physically is taller than Green Arrow. Mm. Okay? He's got that background. And... The, the character, we'll get more into his history and the story, but what I find really interesting is his lineage. Mm. Okay? Because when the books go on and how they've gone on, and I mean, look, the original run, and I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So uh, I'll finish this point and we'll go back to it. So he, when I say he's an interesting character, he has a brother. Now, I, it's a shame they don't show them more talking together. together. Mm-hmm. But his brother is, and this is, a, we're going to do it on another show for sure, is, um, got the last name and his brother is on uh, a team called Challengers of the Unknown. It's another DC comic. So picture the Fantastic Four without any powers and his younger brother is on the team Challengers of the Unknown. They walked around in purple, uh, outfits with white gloves, a white belt. You know, one was a race car driver, one was a pilot, one was a stuntman. 
and, and they and there was like four or five of them, and they've shown up in Justice League Unlimited and just got a small background roles, but they had their own ongoing series for a long time, mm-hmm. and that's who his brother is, his brother. And I'm like, what? How come they didn't have these two crisscross a little bit more? I mean, here, Challenges of the Unknown. Clearly, you're going into unknown places. He should have right. looked for his brother. So that's so that's one aspect that I thought was really cool that they actually made his brother on another team. Right. The other aspect that they covered is at one point throughout, you know, comic book history, you realize that Travis Morgan acts the way he does. He's like all action. He yep. he, he really embraces that swashbuckling lifestyle. And the reason why is he's a reincarnation of past people. It's one person keeps getting reincarnated all the time. So almost like Hawkman. Mm. So one of the people that he's reincarnated from is Sir Lancelot from the round table. Wow. Okay. Right? Uh crazy he's, he's a reincarnation of Crazy Horse. That 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 Indian historic figure fighter. If you look oh. up Crazy okay. Yeah. So okay. they're saying Crazy Horse, Sir Lancelot, and there's a couple other people that he reincarnated through time. So his current reincarnation is Travis Morgan, pilot. Okay, now... We're, Things we're, make sense. It makes sense. And right. it opens up so much history, seeing where Mike's influences were, how he wanted to portray the character. So he didn't intentionally make the character to look like how... I mean, sorry, uh, Oliver Queen. Oliver. Oliver. He was mm-hmm. really basing the character on what he looked like, clean-shaven without the, the mustache. So... That says a lot. And when I say it ran for many issues, I mean, look, his first appearance was um, DC Comics. So it was a first issue special number. It was first issue. So it was issue special. It was our first issue special number eight on November 1975 was his first appearance. Right. And then quickly after that, he had his own monthly book that ran for like 133 issues of the original run. That's a lot of story. You, a lot of, you got a lot of story you can pull from there. So if you're basically basing that he is a reincarnation, it's a great way that you can just pull from different historical. So, well, you're doing like this and doing like that. Listen, one thing I did like about him, and you, you kind of touched on a point about being that adventurous type. You always see that he has, he's like, oh my gosh, hold a second. He's like, Barry will understand this, biohazard, just running straight in. And not thinking about anything first. And then, you know, like, so we'll come back to that. Some people who may see that. Sean, shout out to you. Remember that. Let's go. Laser Quest. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Barry was, just as a side note, when we play Laser Quest, Barry was the type of person who literally, okay, we're going to approach people from, run right in. Biohazard. Like, oh no, my name was Body Count. That was it. Body Count, sorry, Body Count. Body yes, count. Right, yes. Right, right. I'd come up with a plan, then I forget the plan because I get caught up in a moment and go charging in. So I make the plan, everyone agrees to the plan, then I went charging in and just to shoot people and yell out Body Count in the house every time I shot someone in Laser Quest. <laughs> yes. So the adventurous type is right there that Barry can fully understand, and we have some content on that as well. Uh, you'll body see count later. In the house. Oh, back, bring that back. Let's go. But Shout the one thing I love, man, come on, you know, you know? Oh that's the catchphrase. Nice. Nice. You name uh, yourself but... and call it out. <laughs> People would turn around and get shot. Like, who shot you? You look at your gun and see who you, who hits you and where, right? It's like right. Uh, top shoulder. Who hit you? Body count in the background. In the house. <laughs> 
we apologize. I apologize, everybody. Uh, I, I, I had a feeling this was going to explode like it did, and it did. Okay, let's contain, let's contain. But I, what all I wanted to say right, was right. go on, go on. That, right. no, 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 no. But, but the, the, the thing about it is that with Travis, he loved adventures so much that you will see in certain episodes later on, uh, different annual, you know, whatever the case be, that his foot was, um, he has a hot foot. He always had to keep moving. He couldn't stay still. He had to like this adventure. If nothing was happening, it would got boring for him. Yes. I think I got to go outside. Where are you going? I, I don't know. I just got to, I'll be back in a while. And then this guy will disappear for weeks on, months on end because he's just out doing something else. Because wherever he was, that pass, that mission was completed. No one's fighting us. No one wants to attack me. I'll be back. Going for some milk. And he's gone. <laughs> It's true, though. You know, he wasn't happy unless he was in the thick of action. Completely. And so, you know, so here, what's what's interesting about this whole world, right? So he's in the world, uh, and I know I'm going to mispronounce the name of it. So, you know, mm-hmm. we all know that season year two, it's the same thing with me and, you know, uh, my mumble mouth at times. So Sakaris, I think is the name of the world they was in. Scartarus. Scartarus. Okay. Good. I'll go with Raj's pronunciation more over mine. Trust me. Yeah. So. He's in this world. Now, the way to explain the world is we have the world that we're on right now and how we mm-hmm. want, we know. He's underneath it. And when you're underneath it, it's like almost watching those old school cartoons where someone would dig down to China and then they're almost walking like almost upside down kind of thing. So we're walking on the inner layer. So he's there saying there's 800, I guess, miles between the top layer of the crust that we live on and, be- and then below in the land that he was living in. But where they would walk, they would, what we call the center of the earth, they call the sun. So there was never any sun, uh, moonlight that was there in that land, right. right? The descendants of that land, how that land got formed, goes back to the to the story of Atlantis, where the city of Atlantis got destroyed. Everyone knows the city of Atlantis sunk, but mm-hmm. now they all assume that we never found it because it's covered by sediment and and dust at the seabed. And we can't get down that low. No, Atlantis sunk right through and went right through the Earth's mantle and came up on the other side. And people forgot how to use the technology because they remembered it and what brought it up. So they got there, Atlantis, they saved it. It started settlements all over that world on the inside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that's why I had the journey to send the earth comes up to mine. And right, then they exactly got into a big war. Mm-hmm. Bombs over Baghdad. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and they t- pretty much took themselves out. The radiation mm-hmm. caused man to mutate. So this is where you get the lizard men from. They, they all started as men. But the radiation right. over time caused them to mutate because they pretty much wiped themselves out mm-hmm. and destroyed most of their technology. They went back to basics. So they didn't have mm-hmm. guns or lasers or planes or whatever. It was right. swords and axes and hatchets. Spears <laughs> and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It was- and then, of course, the, the historical, the old school creatures. So you're getting unicorns that are in this world. You're getting dragons that are in this world. You're getting uh, saber tooths, as you said. You're getting Tyrannosaurus yep. Rex. They're all there. It's it's a wild, unchained place going by, and people have forgotten about technology. It's still there. They just got away with it. So when Travis got there, first time he got there, he's with the girl Tara. She saved him. She taught him how to do everything. They're going. She's like, "Hey, come back to me, my land. I, you know, and if you meet my dad, he's be happy that you 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 rescued me, and we can live good." And he was like, "You know what? I don't know anybody here." I'm with you. They start walking to go where they had to get going. Unfortunately, they got picked up by some slave, uh, some raiders who took them for slaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
more walking. It's like Lord of the Rings. They turn around. They escape. You know, Travis starts fighting. He, he tells Tara, go ahead. I'll stay behind, right, for her to escape. So she gets on horseback. She's going away. He's fighting and fighting and fighting. And he took down about 20 men by himself. You know, he played it smart. He was standing Ooh. on a narrow bridge. So they can't come from all sides. And he was taking them to the point he just got overwhelmed. The guy goes, hey, you're such a good fighter. You cost me a lot of men. You're, you're, you'd make a better gladiator than slave. Bring me more money. So they sold him off as a gladiator. Almost like the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. Here we go. Now he gets into that. He starts fighting. Comes up with a plan to escape. And then he meets another guy, uh, you know, who claims to be a prince or a king. or And he's like, oh, I'm, 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 in, I'm infamous. I'm well-known. Uh, Machiste. Uh, or Machiste. Uh, uh, bad with names. I was surprised. Yeah, it was uh, a brother in the inner world. Yes. Right? What's his name? Do you have the name there? No, um, no I'm looking for the name right now, actually. I No, I don't. You know what? I'll check it out and I'll come back. I'll definitely yeah, okay, I'll, no problem, I'll shout no it out when I get it. So he turns around and he's like, okay, got this going on. And uh, they come up with a plan to escape. And the two of them ended up escaping. Right? Mm-hmm. And then freed the rest of the captors turned on the guys who were holding him captive and he had such a speech he's like hey you know what I believe in freedom I believe in rights I believe in all this so right there he turned around and took those American values I'm now I'm talking like the you know United States Air Force I'm talking the mm-hmm. good ones you know mm-hmm. fight for liberty fight for people's freedom this is what was instilled with him for the years that he fought in the United States Air Force I mean he he was a hero from the Vietnam War that's how he was in the original comic book. So he was, that's his goals. That's his beliefs. And he took those honorable beliefs. Right. To say, I'm going to bring it here to this world to bring that system down. And they're like, I'm going to go and get this guy, Demonos, because uh, Demonos is, uh, is the one who's the, the tyrant at the time who's taken over. And right. They're like, well, we can't beat him. He's like, well, I'll tell you how to beat him. I come from a different world. And every time he explained to people that he came from a different version of Earth or outside on Earth as a service, they said, oh, you're just crazy. There's nothing right. outside. You're trying to say you came from beneath our feet? He said, well, beneath your feet is usually our feet. And that's how they touch. Ah, ha, ha, ha. You crazy. Okay. So during this adventure, he's like, nope, I'm had enough. I'm going to go. I'm going to rescue Tara. I'm going to free you guys. Follow me. And we just could be our own army. Like, who are we going to train? We're going to train anybody who wants freedom. I don't care if right. you're a farm boy. I don't care if you're this. You join me. I'll teach you how to fight and how to do it. And he goes, I'm going to teach you techniques that you don't even have here. So he taught them how to make catapults. He taught them how to use their swords and fight. He taught them how to make those, those big towers that go on the side of a castle that you can go up and mount that no one can get to you. Uh, he, he showed them how to make bows and arrows, the whole nine yards, and crossbows. Yep. So anything prehistoric, because for him... And they never really touch on it, but it seems that not only has he got an army survival skill, Mm -hmm. but he had to be into old school battle tactics. Like, you know, like almost, and I said, a little bit like Hawkman, where Hawkman would always come and use a mace, even though he's from a different planet, use a crossbow because he had an affinity for those things. So, yeah, I, I, he, he knew it. He knew it. Well, I, I will, I will, I took, I took the same thing along the line that, you know, he is in that sense futuristic to them. So yeah. basically, he has a better understanding of how to approach, like you're saying, prime example. He's basically fighting in, in a in a narrow area, in a narrow valley type of scenario, but he knows how to fight. Because if anybody doesn't think about tactical ways of bringing them in, and you right. can just, you know pin them out kind of scenario. 
So, okay, now I'm in an area that I don't have access to to forge like good you know, different type of metals and stuff like that. I got to do what I get. So basically, yeah, I will show you how to do a crossbow. I will show you how to run a bow, how to use the spear. Like you may be thinking thrusty. No, no, no. Just halfway thrust, twist. Huh? Look at that. Oh, my God. You just caught me. Yes, that's technique. Right. And, and so forth. So giving them that futuristic type of approach on how to handle things. Yeah, definitely. I, I took that from I took that from, from, from Travis that him bringing that type of knowledge helped elevated him and his army his yes. his followers and the, the thing that you you catch on you hear a couple of people saying it that he, i don't know if he, he he was more of at least my personal opinion what i took what i thought mm -hmm. i took that he you know really in the beginning wanted to be a leader but by the way he was always talking the values and talking about listen Every man is equal in here. No one is right. beneath each other. Right. And giving them that type of moral and encouraging type of conversation, you just you just sparked a revolution. You just made people think, you you special. I'm gonna have to remember you. Keep talking. Keep talking. I like what you're saying. Oh, I like what you're saying. And <laughs> and it just basically turned into a, a leader among men. And all these future techniques, maybe common for him, future for them. Yes. And realizing you're a special individual, I'll show you how to take care of the demon. I will show you how to take him down. Right, right, which he did. And you're which right. And, I, and and let's not forget, you know, I, we really have to look at that military training because of a military mind. Right. He knows about tactics. Correct. He, so he's going to say, hey, we might be a smaller army, but I'm going to show you how to fight to take down a bigger army and come out as winners. And he inspired the people that was there. So you're right. his original goal and his goals always stay the same thing. Save the girl. Mm -hmm. That was his goal. Save the girl. Right? So when he had to go and deal with Demonos, he realized, like, everyone's like, oh, he's got magic powers, and Demos is coming up, and he's like, well, yeah, I got this book of spells, and what? here it is, blah, 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 and he made this demon come out, and, and he turned around and took that demon down, right, by destroying one of the orbs the demon was or uh, originating from. And then when he got closer, you realize that wasn't a book of spells. It was a user manual. It was a holographic projector that made solid objects. That's what it was. But to primitive man, because they stepped so far away from technology, they went back to the mentality of primitive man. Correct. That this technology was magic to them. And he took it down. Mm -hmm. And within the first, I would say, maybe 10 issues, you know, of the original series. Right. We as a reader get treated to know that this is the technology left over from Atlantis. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know it's Atlantis until later on. And he's like, wait a minute, the city of Atlantis? And they explained to him, like, oh, yeah, city of Atlantis, that's where our origins came from. And he was like, wow. You know? And he goes back to Earth. I, I mean, when I say Earth, so for lack of a better sense, Earth and, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, uh, Sartaris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So between the two, right. So he goes back to Earth. So at one point, he gets, you know, he, he saves Tara. He keeps moving on. He goes and saves his friend. Um, they keep moving on. And he's like, oh, they, they went over another fort, another fight. So he's got a whole army following him, <clears throat> a whole army following him. They made a banner, you know, it's red background with this eagle, you know, right? So it's almost like the American eagle. And they said, right. that's his banner. 
So during the fight, a couple of things happen. One, he goes around his town, he gets captured or whatever. And then he gets woken up again. So that's why he's making jokes like, I got to keep stop getting knocked out. And at the time, he was just wearing a black, you know, shirt, trunks, boots. Right. He didn't have the helmet. As issues progress, he slowly gets that white loincloth, you know, bare chested, uh, shoulder pad, gauntlet, you know, I mean, a, a gauntlet's mm-hmm. proper sword. And he gets the helmet with the wings on it. So as he's going, he goes, I got to stop getting knocked out. And he's being, he's hanging out there outside. And the lizard men are all there talking about sacrificing him because this thing fell from the sky and destroyed the temple because it's their new god. And when he's hanging there, you know, it's, the panel packs pack, pans back and he looks up mm. and that's yeah. his blackbird. That's his plane. Yeah. yeah. That, he's like, this is my plane. And he gets in there to get more supplies. He gets more bullets for his gun. You know, a T-Rex comes in. He fights mm-hmm. the T-Rex with the plane. Even though it's crash landed, it's still there somewhat. So when the T-Rex will take a bite out of him, he moves out the way hits the ejector seat, and the seat goes right through the T-Rex's mouth. Ouch. Ouch. Right? <laughs> Ouch. So this is how he gets away. Mm-hmm. But he leaves it. He doesn't need it. I mean, the, the, the plane is done. There's no communications don't work. So he moves on. He gets to the city. You know, he saves Tara. And then he sees a cave, and he goes into the cave. And she's like, wait, shouldn't we go back and get other people? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just looking around. And he, then he's surprised because every time he comes close to a situation, he'll walk into a, a room and one of the guys will stop him and say, Hey man, we got to get going. Oh, I just want to explore, but okay, we got to get going. And then as a viewer, you see that if you walked into the room, it was a whole computer panel with the map of the earth and still, and it was still active. He could have communicated home, just had to take one more step, right? Missed it. Uh, that handbook that had, you know, he didn't realize fully it was a handbook. He thought it was a book of spells. He destroyed it and moved on. So when he finally, you know, as a reader, like, come on, you got to run into something. So finally he gets in there and he sees a subway, like a monorail. That's it. Right. And he gets on the monorail and he takes it. And he gets back to the surface of earth and he shows up in, uh, I can't remember where he shows up, but he, he runs into four people. And out of the four people, one of them is a Russian scientist. They're, they're all there from the UN in Inca. So, right. So he's, he was checking out an Inca temple. Okay. So he's talking to them about his adventures that happened. They're like, really? And he goes, yeah. You know, and he goes, uh, how long have I been gone for? And they're like, well, the last time we saw your dog text was once again, he got knocked out. <laughs> well, this is blood loss and stuff like that. So by the time they revived him, they called the, the military to come pick him up. And he goes, oh, you called the military to come and get me? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, we know your name is Travis. Goes, how do you know? Your dog text. Okay, cool. He goes, uh, so you guys are all working together? They're like, yep. And one of the girls on there was Russian. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's looking at him kind of skeptical. And he, he's like, what's wrong? He's like, well, you know, you're telling us this tale. It's, you say you just left? Right. You know, how long do you think you've been gone for? He's like, oh, I've been gone for maybe, what, a month? It's like eight years. Eight years. And that's where the gray hair comes in because he left. And when he came back, he says, wait a minute. I'm 52. <laughs> when, he, when he goes, when I left, I was like 40 something or, or no, or whatever. But he came back or, or but he, he's, he comes back. He's, he, oh, he's in his 50s. Right. When he went into this world and he was only gone for a month, he was in his 40s. And he right. came back early 50s. So he's totally in shock by this whole scenario. Then he realized, <laughs> then you find out that time, you know, outside of there, time is cars goes by faster than it does on Earth. 
All right, so he has his adventures fine. He gets back in there because he sees that they sent the military didn't send uh, a military to bring home a hero's welcome. No, 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 no. Right. They sent the company. <clears throat> you know, that's like CIA, FBI, black ops, because they think that he was a traitor, disappeared, now gone for eight years, shown back up, and he betrayed the United States. Right. So they were coming to deal with him. So he had to fight them off, escape, and he goes back. He's like, well, there's nothing left for me here. I'm going back to cars. And uh, the, the other girl turns around and says, oh, I'm going to follow you because I'm an archaeologist and I want to explore these things, too. And mm-hmm. that is cool because Mike Grell, when he created the character, his original idea was to make Travis Morgan an archaeologist. And then he changed it to make him a, a pilot. So bringing in this other character to be the archaeologist, he still kind of gets that part of the origin in there. And they go yeah. back. And when he gets back there... When he left, he left his helmet on a table. And when he comes back, his helmet is still there, but it's covered in cobwebs. Like he was gone for years. So once again, he's like, where is everybody? I was only gone for like a day. Time goes different down there. A day down, a day up here is years down there. Right. Right. They only have the sun. So it changes your, your biology a little bit too. So he moves on and that's where he's, kind of going constantly as you put it got to be in action got to be fighting got to cause got to rescue somebody he moves on but interesting to say the least hmm. yeah you know and just to give you some stats on the character i mean the character he's six feet tall he's got blue eyes he got white hair you know uh, he's widowed right that's his marital status they have there you know which comes up later on he mm-hmm. does have a son. He does have a daughter. And, and, and a lot of adventures in the sword and sorcery genre. I think it was one of the more popular sword and sorcery genres within DC Comics at the time. Right. Because they tried different ones. You know, they tried uh, Ark, you know, uh, the Sword of Thunder and mm-hmm. Scalp Hunter. Well, that I wouldn't say that was more fantasy. That was Ark. Uh, Aaron, who was a sorcerer. Um, from Atlantis, and a lot of them intertwined at one point, but you, you get a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of your John Carter, a little bit of Tarzan, a little bit yep. of Journey to the Center oh, of the yeah. Earth. You know, yep. you got your little bit of Hal Jordan, um, you know, as a pilot, you know, or, yep. or, or, or Steve Trevor. You, you got the Russian thing, spy. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of elements, and it's not, I don't think it's too much. I think it's it's just right, F written properly. And a lot of the, the earlier issues, you know, they were easy reads. There was nothing really deep, but it got deeper later on. Mm-hmm. But it was always action in the books. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I agree. Like what, what I, what I took back from, from this character is that he's, he's an adventurous, um, he's for the people. So yes. he definitely made him as a character who is there, like, uh, I'm the people's champion. You know, the early stages of the rock type of scenario. Uh, we just gonna like, we gonna, we won't say that. Um, <laughs> he was always looking out to help to do, to do what's right. Yes. And I think that's really what it comes down to. He was always doing what he had to do to do what's right for those who are in need and just right the wrongs and just make sure that wherever he is, that yeah, I have adventures, but at least I know I'm doing my part, you know, as a civil, Officer of the United Air Force, I was doing my thing to make sure everything is proper in all particular manner. That's what he was doing, and he was a good, he was a good gentleman. He was a good gentleman. So yeah, uh, you know what? Listen, I definitely say that this character is a unique one. 
mm-hmm. I will say this to everyone that, that when Barry brought it up, let's say, let's do, let's do, gave me a call, you know, when we were talking about it, I said, yeah, we're going to do a warlord. 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 And I went one place and then I actually saw him in my head like, oh, 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 this is going to be nice because he's a very, he's, he's a different, he's a different person that you don't see. If you really think about everyone, you get a chance, go check out, check out some old, you know, check out the, some comics. Um, right. definitely that, that run was, uh, let me see. That was, uh, 1970. Well, you, like you said, Barry just said it started off in 1975, 75, 1975. Yep. So basically you, you, you'll have that old print, that old type of grit to it, but you will see that during that time frame. There wasn't any other that I can recollect. I don't right. recall any other characters in that same type of genre. So he definitely stood out on his own. But making him a man, a man out of time, because that's really what the yes. whole premise of the whole premise of him was to be uh, a man out of time. Yes, and the story did very well that it was relatable and then have enough context to make make you really feel like. This guy knows that he's out of place. I'm only inadvertently a stone throw away to my world, but mm-hmm. I can't get back there. And this is what I got. I'm here. I got to make the best of it. Let me put my, my characteristic and my, my, my personality to the test and yep. live through and survive and realize that, um, I can, I can do good here. And, and that's what I like. That's what I liked about him. Definitely the storyline of being a man out of time. You don't really see that that often. No. You don't really see a, a man out of time type of um, storyline that makes sense. You know, you know what yeah, I mean. Like yeah. if, you're, if you if you really think about it, you don't really see that that much nowadays. No. I think if, I, no. I think it's a storyline for some people. I don't know why no one thinks about it that often because it's it could be a good story if written, like you said, even for what we're gonna get to our part later on. If written right, it could be good. This was done very well, so I would say yeah. We well, can, for we sure. Can, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, if you look at John Carter, Warlord of Mars, right? That's pretty much another scenario where man out of time, right. you know, out of place and all that and fits in and does what he has to do is right. This character was popular enough that in 1982, they had his own toy line. So there's a Warlord action figure out there with a Hercules action figure. And um, what was the other one? Arik, you know, and, the, and Demonos. So these are all action figures and they were called the, uh, um, what was it? Lost World of the Warlord. From Remco. Remco, you know, did all these, actually, Remco did a lot of the wrestling figures too. So mm-hmm. Remco turned around and got this line in 1982. In 2007, they did another, uh, toy of Warlord that was more accurate. But the, so the character was popular enough to have a first run, mm-hmm. you know, volume one of his book, 133 issues. That's a lot, people. Let's, let's, and that's numbers. volume one. One, 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 one. Right, right. And it's had yep. four volumes since then. He's had kids. His mm-hmm. son has taken over, depending on the storyline you're reading, the title mm-hmm. of Warlord and carrying it on. Yep. So the character does come to the definitive end in the, in the, but still, Brown showed up on Justice League Unlimited in one of the episodes. And in that episode, you know, it had a uh, Supergirl and Green Lantern actually going there. And he kind of just one episode just focused yep. just on Warlord, which was really nice for those fans. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it was more, this is why I love doing the show because it was a sleeper. Everyone was so busy with Batman and yeah. Superman that they didn't realize 
maybe how uh, maybe I didn't realize how popular Warlord was. I enjoyed it, right. but clearly, right. if you can run your character for 133 issues, people were buying the book. Correct. Okay. Right. So right. Th- this this brings us to our point. Now we gonna sit here and fan cast. <sighs> so let's right. let's get into so before we drop our names, let's mm-hmm. get into a couple of scenarios. Okay. Ron, let me ask you this question. Do you see this as a movie, a, a live action series, or an animated series? Oh, here's how would, would you like, like to see this portrayed? Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm 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 torn between two two different genres. I would like to see a live, yeah, movie. Oh, okay. Uh the series aspect of it. If I was going to go series, then I want an animated, I want a cartoon series. Okay. Because it gives you the ability to dig, dig deeper into the lore. I have, I have 133 pages to play with. What are you going to, what are you going to be able to, you can't, it's not say you can't, it's going to be very, you're, it's going to be so hard for someone to focus saying one thing and missing something else when you're doing a movie. Right, right. But I would right, like okay. to see the live. But then, if you want the live and you want the series, I mean, you want you want a you want a, a, a series on that. Yeah. yeah, it can work. But then, I think I think I would like I would like I would like a, a movie. Okay, I would like a movie. I would like a movie, and then it stems into a uh, animated series. All right, I got you. All right, I agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah, I can it, see that. yeah, because because the 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 lore of what. You know you're not going to get everything in the movie, so no. it's understandable. But then, if you're trying to do this in a series, you're going to expect, okay, let's 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 broaden it in whatever case it be. But you're still going to be kind of limited in regards to what you have to do. You're talking about prehistoric times, that type of yeah, you know, trying to you know bring dinosaurs and the dinosaurs, you know, scenery and everything like that. So you have a better chance of being able to go much deeper and more detail with an animated aspect of it with that but i would definitely say i would like to see a live give me a live movie we could if we could pull two if you could pull three off of that i'm good cap it off to three then just start and everybody's like oh my god i need more warlord ladies and gentlemen here's the cartoon (laughs) 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 yeah i get you i get you so i'm with you i I want because i said as a live action series with all the stuff that's in there in the background it's, it'd be too much. The series would be too expensive. So I know that go. the series would stop because either the, they're going to say it's too expensive to keep producing it, mm-hmm. or it's not going to be as rich visually as it should as, be. As it should be. As it right. should be. With a movie, we know they're going to put more money into it, so it's going to be richer as a cartoon series. Sky's the limit. You can just draw it. Just make it look nice. Listen, in, 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 the, in the way I'm thinking right now, mm-hmm. the scenery yes. is part of Absolutely, part of the storyline. So you can't have no a story about you can't warlord step it. and not not even half stepping. Not even, of course not half stepping, but you can't have a story about warlord and not bring into context, have some good deep context about the scenery where he is, because that can't be that can't be just thrown as a brush off and like let's, let's get a couple of palm trees and then run through it. See yeah. action done, and then okay next like have to run through this, this side of the tree. Okay, scene, action, done. Like no. No. You, you no. got you got it. It has to be more right. more rich has to be pulled in. So the only way you can get that deep pull is in a car, in an animated cartoon. 
So True. give us give us a real life, give us a real life movie. movie. Put the money, pour the money in, draw right. the people out, have them like, right. oh my goodness, I never thought of that. That makes some sense. As a up to date, modern time, man out of time type of movie. Oh my goodness, I got you hooked. <laughs> check out a movie. Check out a cartoon. What? Check out the anime. Here we go. Toy line. Start printing it out, man. Start printing out, pressing out some. Come on, let's go. Right. Exactly. Only so, way they're gonna do it. Okay, so I agree with you. So here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see it as a live action movie. Agree with you 100% on that. I would like to see it go as a cartoon series. Agree with 100% on that, right? Because it'll give you more richness and texture to really, but I want it more, um, mature-ish. Don't make it a kitty oh. jokey. Oh, no, no. It's gotta be like how Justice League Unlimited was presented. It has to be almost like maybe the Mortal Kombat movies were presented. I want it to be a little bit more grit to it. If someone's gotta get, I mean, young you've got a guy running around young, with a sword young, and someone has young, gotta get cut. Young, young Justice. Give me a right. Young Justice type. Like, young like, Justice yeah. treatment. Limit, limit, limited, limited, limited is still, if you're going to compare, Young right. Justice to me has elevated. That's yeah, true. What, 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 what Unlimited was, you know, Justice, the Justice League was there. Yes. Unlimited was like, whoo, we just take you up. Right. And that's what we live in. Now, when, now you're doing uh, Young Justice? No, that's just. Church? That's what I want. Church, <laughs> give, give me that, the, the, the complexity and the context, the texture. Of young jucks, just yes. like I've, I've always said, for me, that's that's my daytime movie. That's my daytime show, man. I I, I don't mind when I get old that I'm gonna be watching that on reruns. Just find just find the station, and by the time station. we gotta have time for my stories. <laughs> time for my stories. Time what do you mean, Carter? Don't oh, Carter, don't get upset. Oh man, like you know, we'll go in. I will go yeah. in. So yep. like I, you're correct. Give, give the give the cartoon, give the anime, give it that that type of texture. Can only be done in that particular. You gotta have a mature. You gotta have to. Yeah. Okay. Maturity behind that. Right on. So now here's the thing. Now, who in a live action movie Mm -hmm. would you want to play this character? I know who. I looked at this, and and one guy jumped right out the page at me, and I could be wrong, but I'm I'm sticking with my gut. So this, I I I feel good with my choice. So who who you got? Hit me up. Who you got, man? Listen, I have one person who same way. I had two people hit me up. I have one uh-huh. person hit me up, and then I came across another person, and he hit, he hit me a little harder in my chest. And oh. now I'm just wondering, do I want to go with the first hit or a second hit? Um, but I'm still in the – you know what? No, no, no. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go with my, my – the, the heavy hitter hit me in my chest. I want a Tom Hardy. Now, I will say Tom Hardy is there. It's the it's the it's the it's the it's the appearance. He has that grit, that scenario. He could do that. Uh, no, listen. For for people who just you know have a little height, I, I like I know he has to be six feet. So that's where I'll be like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just just don't see him being. No, I man, yeah, Tom should be able to do that again. Always compared to who he's he's playing off of. You guys see with the height difference, but Tom to me would be able to pull that because. Okay, let, let me let me let me go down. Let me go down the list. Of I saw his movie. Why. I, saw, I saw his limited series called Taboo. Yo, it's on Netflix. Yo, hold on, Taboo, Taboo, Taboo. Okay, yeah. double tech. I think I might have. But you said Netflix, so you know I was always on Netflix, man. Yeah, man. yeah. So I could, he's, I could he's on that. He produced it along with his dad. That that show and another writer. Wow. He's so, okay. He's okay. he's he like. He's he's he has he has the ability to have that grit, um, to be, um, 
a, a soldier who understands that uh, I gotta I gotta push it to the edge type of scenario. I'll be hard when I had to be hard hard face and just like ah I'm just going right in by any cost I'm going in. Tom has that has the ability to portray that as well as well he has the ability to be that soft person in the sense that when he has to be with Tara and he has to be with the Queen he has to be with Jean, Regine uh, the cat lady. You know what I mean? He he has that ability to do that. Have the ability that if he needs to have a, a conversation, he can stir up a conversation and make you think like, here, here, take my take my firstborn, take my second, take my seventh. I don't have seven kids, but I'll have a, I'll have a seventh kid so I can give you a seventh kid. Okay, that's the kind of that's the kind of person that he could do that. So uh, yeah. Okay, Tom Hardy. I respect that. I like that. Thank you. Tom Hardy. That, that was a good call. That was a good call. I, I like that. See, my glasses are off now. I, I see that. So we're. So I took a sip of my uh, government juice with some Kool Aid uh, spritz inside. Right on. Right on. Yeah, right. A little swirl. You know, gotta gotta moisturize the mouth. Now I got Tom Hardy. I, I, I hear you, man. Well, I'm, I'm gonna call up my guy here. Cool. My guy here. Let me tell mm-hmm. you something. I think he looks like him. I think he acts like him already, like it is. My guy has been slept on. My guy can do the live action movie. Okay. I would still have my guy do the voice in the okay. cartoon series to have that unity. Okay. Okay. I would even turn around and want to see a warlord video game that compromises different aspects of the character. Right? Okay. Because I want to see this guy. I, I, my actor in a live action movie could play the reincarnation of some of the people that he's from. Okay. Right? Right? I'm going to hit you with my guy. My guy? Simply? Mm-hmm. Josh Demel. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Let me try. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you go and do that search. If you, if you watch that, that, that shoulder, uh, Jupiter's Legacy there on, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, you, you go take a look at him. Josh Demel yeah. is a silver fox, right? He's in shape. He's got that gun ho attitude because he was in Transformers playing a soldier. Right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, right. If if you if you let him, you know, if and I mean he played the role where he had long white hair and they gave him a beard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was deeper. He's got the yeah, height. Yeah. yeah. You let Josh Demel, you put Josh Demel in armor, you can call him Lancelot. He right? So you could do flashbacks with Josh Demel as Lancelot and then bring it into tie it into Travis Morgan Woo. of Warlord. Woo. Right? Like Josh Demel screams Travis Morgan warlord to me without question. I mean, you know, you're looking at Jupiter's legacy, you're looking at him in Transformers. Say, you know what? I, I um and, and Transformers Yeah, Transformers definitely for the material uh, the, the militant type of that he's done that type of character. Uh-huh. Jupiter is Jupiter is that name? Yeah. 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 Where he plays the utopian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. My, 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 my. Thank you, off. thank you. Even when he does the flashback scenes, and you see him when he's younger in that yeah, series, yeah, no. and then no, you no. put him present day when he's older. Okay, all right. That that to me, when I was reading this book, all I see is all I see is Josh, Josh Demel as Warlord. There's no that that that's it. That's my belief. That's who I'm sticking with. That's who I'm behind. And you know, his voice is distinctive enough that if he had to do an animated series. And, and lend his voice to it, 
money. Yeah. If he had to even do a video game, because I think a video game would even be cool with this character, because you could start off as a fighter pilot and you end up as warlord. Money. Okay. You don't even have to turn around and say, oh, he was a pilot from the Vietnam War flying a spy plane over Russia. What's happening in the world right now? Correct. Modernize it. Just brought Modernize up the, it. Time. Okay. He's up flying a spy plane, part of the United States Air Force over Russia because of what's happening in the Ukraine. Hmm. Oh, did I just pull a Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark modernized the Iron Man concept origin? <gasps> Money! Warner Brothers, I hope you're hearing me. Very good. <laughs> Helping you out. Hilarious. It's not your Batman, not your Superman, not your Wonder Woman, not your Justice League. This is a different okay. take with this character, sword and sorcery. The sword and sorcery work right now? Yes, it does because if it didn't we wouldn't have that new series from game of thrones if it didn't we wouldn't have that new series based off uh the the uh, lord of the rings that, that right. that's all Power sword and sorcery stuff. right there that, that, yeah, but, yeah yeah okay all right we don't we have we don't like you know even in younger i mean in a sense we're gonna have harold the harold harold potter is has been that's been making the baseline right there one of the rings, Harold Potter has been making a base right there Money. in the past 15, 20 years. So listen, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good venture to look into. Definitely a good venture to into. You, and Josh, you, I'm like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. I, I see your Tom and I go, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, 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 I see, I see Mr. J. I mean, right? I see J. I see JD. I right? See JD. Like, okay. like, just look at him. Like, it's him. He, even age wise, like it's him. Like Josh Demel, come on now. First of all, he's got the eye candy that women want to walk in there and they want to watch this movie. If he's going to walk around in loincloth and bare chest, women watch this movie. He's got the action aspect of it. He's got that childhood, char- boyhood charm, as they like to say, that appeal. He, he, you mm-hmm. look like he would start walking there and, and start a bar fight and be laughing his whole way through and then keep moving because he's got people to save. Like you, you, you really. <laughs> It, 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 he is warlord. This is he's Travis Morgan. Like we good, we good. That, that, oh. Josh, Josh, be watching. Listen, someone will send us off to Josh. Josh will watch and they hear that statement. Like say, yeah, he can walk into a bar and start a fight and laugh it <laughs> off. And Josh is probably like saying, "How did this guy know about me?" Right? Tell him to stop it. Who told? It, who gave this guy my diary? Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Like I mean, I, I hear Tom Hardy, but I'm no, really no, no, believing. No. Josh the, the, the Bell. Like, I look yeah, at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yo. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and he seems like doing his action movie. So uh, this is right up his genre. Like, yeah, he needs to yeah, get on the phone yeah, with yeah. his agent. Have this agent yeah. reach out to Warner Brothers and say, look, I'm only part of the DC house, but I don't want to be too crazy. I know you guys are trying to integrate some stuff. Let me be mm-hmm. Warlord. Let Black Adam come in there. Uh, you know, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he has to come into my world to find some magical thing. Okay. Crossover. Guest appearance. Cameo. <laughs> we done. No, completely, completely, okay. And 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 the fact that we get to you know have a flashback scene saying okay, you, you know you would have to get a definitely another actor just to be, you know, respectful to play Crazy Horse, and I have no problem with that. Do not mm-hmm. do not make Josh Duhamel Crazy Horse. No, right. Get another actor to play Crazy Horse. Get an actor of proper descent to play Crazy Horse in a flashback mm-hmm. scene. But Josh Duhamel playing Lancelot. 
that that's work for everybody. If you get other people to come in and say, well, I was reincarnated this way. I was reincarnated this way from different ethnic backgrounds. That just adds more to the character, but to mm-hmm. see, you know, to tie it together, you start them off as Josh DeMille as Lancelot, one of the knights of the round table, let him go into the other people like crazy horse and all the other ones. And then finally come back to Travis Morgan, where he looks back again, like his body's almost there. And we, as the audience will know, Oh, okay. This is how you started. This is how you end it. So you kind of reincarnate it back into something very similar, physical looking, and then you mm-hmm. just give him the hair, put him in costume. Okay, we're good. If Josh DeMille can ride a horse, we're done. <laughs> and it'd be like saying, people get on my diary. Where's my horse? I need to ride a horse right now. Let me get back. It's the weekend. That, riding, riding, riding. Riding. Rawhide. That, that's who I'm sticking with. Okay. No, no, no. I, I like it. I, I won't. I, I, I. A lot of good points. Like, I mean, I know my guy has the grit from Mad Max. Yes. Uh, uh, what is it? Pink, uh, perky, perky binding. Oh, uh, uh, per, uh perky per, binders. Yeah. yeah. Perky blinders. Sorry. Yeah. Perky blinders. Yeah. That, perky blinders. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Has, yes. he has that grit from there too and everything like that. But yeah, I, 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 I see. I, I see. I see. Cause it's silver. Like, if honestly, Wakanda forever. Just, if Josh, if Josh did not do Jupiter, it would have been. I would have. I would have agreed, but it would have been like, eh, it's not bad. It's not right, 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 right. The image is already there, so it's hard to fight that. It's hard to fight that. Thank you. He did Jupiter. He did Jupiter already with the silver here. He did right it already. Thank it's you. hard for me to fight that. All right, Josh. All right, Josh. It's all right, man. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's okay. It's okay. Completely understandable. These things happen. He's allowed. It's allowed. Right on. It's allowed. So we will wrap this up. So once again, for the last point, so where are we wrapping this up? Rod, who's your guy again? My guy would be Tom Hardy. Right on, Tom Hardy. And myself, I am going for the one and only Josh Demel. Mm-hmm. So this has been the Iconist Podcast. Thank you for being with us for year two. We going strong and we go diversify. Like you're supposed to do your portfolio when you invest in on Wall Street. I don't know. That's always here from a movie. Uh, and we yeah. still going to keep on having fun. So keep on. You know, check our links, like, subscribe, share. Don't let the show be a secret. If you have any comments, please add them down below. And we will get back to you on our Facebook page or Instagram page, however you want to uh, communicate with us. We are there. And, of course, Rod's now mentioning Vero, so I'm going to have to check that out. And on that note, Mm. this whole world was started by a piece of paper, a pencil, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's go! It's time! Wait for the hills! <laughs> <laughs>